The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Doesn't Jesus, doesn't Paul, doesn't the Bible teach about rewards? And what is said about them? Are they a form of work salvation? What are they? What are they for? And when do I get them? Thank you for joining us today. We hope to bring some clarity on this as we are together here on Grace in Focus. This is the podcast and broadcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. Find out more about us when you visit our website, faithalone.org. You'll find our daily blogs there and an opportunity to give us some feedback on this program, faithalone.org. Now with today's question and answer discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Philippe Sterling. This is from Peter. Peter. Uh, Dear Dr. Bob, I often think you preach a salvation by works, rewards, gospel, when I hear you say there are degrees of reward. So if I want more rewards, should I quit my job and enter the ministry and get more rewards for being a professional paid minister? It says, why not join a Catholic monastic order? And I get you're not earning your salvation, but it sounds like we should also take up street evangelism or simply get second-class seats in in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's funny. Okay. First of all, one of the things I would say is it's not real clear why he says, he says, I often think you preach a salvation by works slash rewards gospel. Why would he think I preach a salvation by works gospel in any sense? And I got to thinking about it, and here's why. First of all, what he's saying is, if it's true that all have equal rewards, then I'm wrong about degrees of reward. Then, if a person does not have equal rewards with somebody else, it proves they're unsaved. Because all of the people who are highly rewarded are the saved. All of the overcomers are the saved. And everybody else is the unsaved. And so the way Peter is looking at it is that if you're saying there's degrees of reward, you're saying some people are saved and some people are not. And that's not true. That's not what I'm saying. And it's not work salvation since that's not the issue. The issue is here is not who's getting into the kingdom and who's not. The issue is who's going to be highly rewarded and who won't. And so I wanted to talk for a minute about proofs that there are different rewards, and then we'll go into some of his other points. First of all, didn't Jesus say many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first? Well, what does that mean, Philippe? I mean, when are they going to be first, and when are they going to be last? And then talk about John the Baptist, you know, saying that in the kingdom, he was... Listen, the kingdom is greater than how he was here. Right. But the first and last is first and last in the church age. Many who are first in the church age will be last in the kingdom age, right? Yes. Many who are last in the church age will be first in the kingdom age. If you've got first and last, doesn't that suggest some sort of hierarchy? And how about, for example, the parable of the Minas in Luke 19? The first guy, Jesus says, you've been faithful and little, have authority over 10 cities. The second guy, he says, you also be over five cities. Well, my math is pretty good, and I think 10 cities is twice five cities, right? That's not equal rulership. (laughs) And the third guy, he says, you wicked servant, 
You buried your Mina. You're not going to rule at all. Take the Mina from him and give it to the one who has 10 so he gets a bonus city. He ends up with 11. This guy who didn't persevere to the end of his Christian life, that person doesn't get to rule or reign at all. And, of course, you've got the end of Matthew 24, verses 45 to 51, the parable of the just and the unjust servant. And it's the same guy. And at the beginning, he's feeding his fellow servants. He's serving the Lord. He's a person who's going to be a ruler in the life to come. But then he says, my Lord delays his coming. And he begins to beat his fellow servants. He begins to drink with the drunkards. And the Lord's going to come back at a time he's not looking for him. And he's going to be cut in two, which doesn't refer to a literal cutting in two. It refers to a verbal tongue lashing. He's going to be rebuked for not having persevered. Well, here's a guy who was doing well and about ready to rule and reign. And then you've also got, of course, Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 9. He talks about running the race, fighting the fight. And he says, I discipline my body and bring it to subjection, lest after I preach to others, I myself should be adakimos, disapproved. And then the same thing comes up in 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me, and not to me only, but to all who have loved his appearing. And, of course, Second Timothy 2.12, if we endure, we'll reign with him. So it is the teaching of Jesus, the teaching of Paul, and, and the other apostles consistently. Right. Peter and, says the same thing in First Peter 5. And then John in, in receiving first John, letters to the churches in yeah. First John you know, as well. The whole matter of rewards is there. And Revelation you know, 2 and 3. Yeah. So you've got this all the way through. So first of all, I would say to Peter, it's clear that there are differences of rewards. And if you don't like that, and a lot of people don't, then I think it's time to get over it. Just a quick word here about our online seminary. It begins again in February for the spring semester. Classes are free if you maintain a 3.0 GPA. We offer an unaccredited MDiv degree. And this spring you'll find classes on Bibliology and Ecclesiology with Bob Wilkin, second semester of New Testament Greek, New Testament Survey, Old Testament Survey, Soteriology, and Logos Bible Software. To register and for more details, go to gesseminary.org. Now let's return to our topic of the day. The thing is, this is common in all aspects of life. If you're in the military, why do they give medals? Why do they give promotions? Why do they give more money the longer you've been in if you've been faithful? Why in in your secular employment do you get paid more if you do a better job? Why do you have bonuses? Why do you have raises? The same thing with school. Why do some people become valedictorian? Why do some people get to be part of the top 10% of their law class and that gets them certain benefits? Why do they have exams for doctors so that they can actually be certified and exams for lawyers so they can pass the bar? All of this because we reward faithfulness. And it seems to me that's part of what God has done. Now, a couple of quick things. He says some funny things here. Why shouldn't I quit my job and enter the ministry? Well, because most people are not well suited for ministry. I think he must be tongue in cheek here, but he says, then why not join a Catholic monastic order? That would be a guaranteed way to lose eternal rewards <laughs> because God rewards those who faithfully teach his word with proper teaching and proper practice. And he talks, too, about street evangelism. 
street evangelism is fine, but very few people can do it, and very few people can do it well. You don't need to be a street preacher in order to be serving Christ wholeheartedly. And he talks about second-class seats in heaven. Well, of course, we're not going to be in heaven. We're going to be on the millennial earth and the new earth, and there are no second-class seats. But yes, some will rule and some will not. And this life is the only time we've got for that. Earl Rodmacher used to call this, he said, this life is training time for raining time. For raining time. Remember him yeah. saying that? Yes. And I love that because it is. This is when God is preparing us to be rulers in the life to come. The thing, and the opportunity is not just to those who are in professional ministry, but all believers. It's an equal opportunity for right. any type of service. Well, many who are first will be yeah. last refers to a lot of people in professional ministry. Yes. Of course, many of them are not even born again. But let's say we're talking about born-again pastors that are televangelists or they're on the radio or whatever. Of course, we're on the radio, so we're in danger as well. We've James says, let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, for as such we will incur a stricter judgment. What I would suggest is we're called to be faithful, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 5. And it's required in the steward that one be found faithful. If we're faithful in our service for Christ, we're going to be rewarded. But I think what Peter is implying is that those who are chosen to rule, let's say, over 10 cities or five cities or whatever, are going to somehow lord it over the people under them. And they're going to somehow treat them as second-class citizens. That's not the case at all. That's why I like the title of Jody Dillow's book, The Reign of the Servant Kings. Yes. We're going to serve those under us. But that's going to bring us great joy because the more we serve those under us faithfully, the more we glorify Christ. And the more we glorify Christ, the more joy it brings to us. Everyone in the kingdom is going to be humble. All of the rulers are going to be humble. They're not going to be arrogant and lording it over the people under them. But here's my point. Let's say, Philippe, that you and I know in this life that what we do now determines how fully we'll glorify him forever. Yes. So we're developing our capacity for service here and now, and it's a greater capacity for service the more faithful we are. So wouldn't we want now. that greater capacity? Right. Don't we want it now, too? Don't yeah. we want to glorify him more now? Yes. I mean, Peter's acting like it's a bad thing to glorify Christ more. I mean, I know he doesn't mean that, but that's what he seems to be implying. And what I would suggest is, look, I realize that Lordship Salvation teachers often say there are no degrees of reward because for them, every believer is an overcomer. Occasionally they say, well, there's little differences in reward, but it's all about the same because everybody perseveres to the end. But if you follow scripture, there's no guarantee we're going to persevere. And some are going to fall away. So we're called to keep our focus on Christ. And for one, I'll tell you, Philippe, and I'll tell Peter, I don't know if I'm going to be approved at the judgment seat of Christ. Right. Like Paul, I discipline my body and bring it to subjection, lest after I've preached to others about the judgment seat of Christ, I myself might be disapproved. That's a possibility for me. And I definitely believe that, and it impacts me every day. And my prayer is, as Paul, you know, said that when it comes to the time of my departure, yes. whether it's at the rapture or whether it's you know, at my death, if that's so, 
being the Lord's uh, timing, is that I will come and say, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished the course. Yes. You know, uh, but until then, my prayer every day is just for the grace and the wisdom to that day, you know, be faithful in every day. That is so good. Yeah. I often like to say, Lord, I want to please you. Today, I want to be pleasing to you. And it seems to me if we string those days together, mm -hmm. then at the time of the rapture or the time of our death, we'll still be walking in fellowship with him. Yes. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate your question, Peter, even the tongue-in-cheek parts of it. <laughs> and uh, let's remember to keep our focus on Christ's soon return. And that's a key way in which we keep grace in focus. Read many from our library of thousands of free magazine and journal articles online at faithalone.org slash resources. That's faithalone.org. Did you miss an episode of Grace in Focus that you really wanted to hear? Just come to faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We have all our past episodes right there on the site. Our team is really great about answering questions, comments, and feedback. If you've got some, we hope to hear from you. Let me give you our email address so you can do just that. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, should we study and listen to the early church fathers? Join us, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.